Welcome to another episode of Insects for Dummies. I'm your host, Mitchell Logan, and this Tuesday we'll be talking about an ant that really does break the mold. Army ants are not a single species, but rather 200 species or so of ants in the family Formicidae, which is funny because these ants are actually quite formidable, but we'll get to that later. These ants are tropical and like to live where it's warm, but some of them actually live in North America as well. Obviously, these are only found in southern states that have warmer climates. Now, Formicidae is actually divided into two groups, New World and Old World. New World in this context means the Western Hemisphere, like the Americas and Caribbean. And the Old World refers to the Eastern Hemisphere, like Africa, Asia, and Europe. However, figuring out exactly where this branch off happened and how different tribes in each group evolved is proving to remain a daunting task. What makes these ants unique is that they don't have a traditional colony. They have what is known as a bivouac, which is a mobile home created by many ants all joined together. This is usually formed in a tree or rotting logs. The amazing thing about these though is how quickly they can build one. A full bivouac can be formed in around three hours, but throughout the process, these ants are keeping the interior protected. What's more amazing is that the ants form in such a way that evenly distributes the weight of the colony. Imagine a bird's nest, but made from tens of thousands or even millions of ants all joining together to form an operational home. These bivouacs are made to protect the queen and the young by keeping them in the center. One major advantage to having a bivouac over a regular colony is that the nest itself can morph depending on what is needed. For example, maybe the temperature is too hot. Ants will actually move to form vents to provide more air circulation. Maybe there's a threat. Worker ants will dispatch through the top and form a surveillance around the nest. The best part though, is that these nests are movable and can transform from a stagnant mass to a walking army in no time at all. Army ants have four castes, or classes, unlike other ants, which typically only have three. The castes are workers, soldiers, males, and the queen. Each ant has a specific job, but unlike regular ants, they aren't all revolved around a stationary colony. Worker ants are usually blind or lacking in sight, but they actually have a really large brain in comparison to soldier ants. We definitely see the brain over brawn trope with this cast, as these ants are responsible for many intricate jobs. One such job is to make bridges for the other ants to move across when faced with a roadblock. The ants will literally form chains holding onto each other, creating a bridge for the rest of the bivouac to move across. These ants also form the basis of which a bivouac is built by becoming both the walls and catering service. These job allocations are based on the size of the ant. For example, smaller workers will tend to the queen and the young, while larger workers will provide stability to the infrastructure. Soldier ants, as mentioned earlier, have smaller brains, but these are the heavy hitters when it comes to defense and offense. These ants are much larger than the workers and have huge mandibles which are used for butchering prey and bringing the pieces back to the bivouac. 
The mandibles are so large, in fact, that they sometimes require help from workers in order to eat. These ants are also used for regulating how many soldier ants are in the bivouac. And they do this by either snipping or not snipping an organ on the young, which controls what kind of ant they will become. Essentially, if there are too many soldier ants in the colony, then soldiers will prune the organ off to prevent the growth of new soldiers, and vice versa. The queen army ant is different from other kinds of ants because she has powerful legs, which allow her to move with her colony. Worker ants that tend to a new queen actually bond to that queen and will follow her to start a new colony once she has matured. Male army ants only serve one purpose, and that is of course to mate with the queen. These ants are born with wings and use them to fly far in search of new colonies. Once a colony has been located, the male loses its wings either by amputation from workers or the wings themselves will just fall off, and this is based on the species. The male will then proceed to locate and mate with the queen. Males die 48 hours after mating, but they only live for a week regardless, so the trade-off isn't that bad. Okay, now we'll get into what an army ant raid is and what it looks like, because there is a reason these ants have army in their name, and it is wild. As mentioned earlier, these ants use a bivouac, which is essentially a movable colony. Now this is only possible because the size of these colonies is massive. It was actually learned that ants are only capable of such a feat if the colony has a large quantity of ants involved. I'm talking millions and millions of ants. A colony of army ants can actually have over 20 million individuals with the queen capable of laying 3 million eggs every month. Now, because the ants have such a large colony, they can decimate an area in a relatively short period of time, resulting in the colony having to move, hence the bivouac adaptation. For example, up to 500,000 prey animals can be consumed in one day. During a raid, these ants set out in large groups to attack and collect prey to bring back to the colony. There are actually different raid formations based on the species of ant and the number of prey individuals. The two most common raid patterns are swarm and column. Column raids consist of lines containing thousands to millions of ants depending on the species. These lines are usually divided into groups, with one scavenging and one returning with the goods, and they use pheromones to stay on the trail. The swarm raid is similar, but on the front lines there is a large swarm which make it look like a traditional paper fan when looking from above. These raids take on larger and tougher prey than the ants in column raids, which can even include wounded farm animals. In popular culture, these ants have been portrayed as immovable forces of destruction that will take down everything and anything. But the reality is that these ants are more focused on raiding other ant colonies and hunting insects. They're definitely intimidating though, and oftentimes many other animals will flee the area if a raid is in motion. Interestingly, army ants will actually avoid and or ignore other army ants if they come into contact. If the species of the army ant is the same, they will actually move in opposite directions, as if magnets with the same charge are being forced together. And if it's a different species, the army ants will just move past each other, as if they aren't even there. 
However, if army ants encounter a species of ant that is not an army ant, then the raid is on, and they will begin pillaging. Most of the time, the opposing ants will get wiped out, but some ants have evolved to grab their necessities, like eggs and young, vacate the colony, and wait for the pillage to be over before re-inhabiting the nest. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you usually make it this far, you're listening to something new every single time because these are not pre-recorded endings. And you probably know what I'm about to say next. So uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate and leave a review. It honestly helps a lot. If you would like to learn more about an insect that you haven't heard about yet, you can send me an idea at insectsfordummies at gmail.com. And I will definitely shout you out when I write the episode. Now, if you'd like to check out the IG page, that's insects number four dummies. I'll see you next week.